and this is Philip. And we are your Bible Bomberman. Let's drop some bombs! You were supposed to say that with me. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Let's, Let's drop, drop some, some bombs! bombs. Hey! hey. Oh, you're excited. Not really. <laughs> I was just pretending to be excited. Oh, why aren't you really excited? I don't know. I am excited. I am excited to give controversial opinions. Well, and facts. Is it opinion though, or is well, it fact? It's opinion and fact. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll so see. our episode today is about. We're gonna ask the question: Does God love the LGBTQ community? Q I A P P I slash slash. Well, you're so not helping. <laughs> this episode is where we're not trying to be judgmental or condemning, but we're we're trying to be hopeful. Where we're trying to. I give a message of hope and encouragement. So we, we want to ask the question, does God love those who are gay or transgender? Now, this is a very controversial subject, and if it wasn't, then we wouldn't have court cases about it. We, we, we wouldn't have, you know, a Disney trying to push their LGBT agenda. It wouldn't be a big deal with a lot of people. The, what's going on in Florida with the don't say gay? Yeah, the past few months... Um, it's been in the news like wouldn't be crazy. that wouldn't even be news if it if people didn't care about it <laughs> yeah it, the, the thing is people care about it it is a controversial thing and it is because of religion in the in the secular world it's because of religion why why it's a controversial because the stereotype is religious people are homophobic and that because they teach that you can't be gay and what the, the news stations like to do, they like to highlight religious groups, certain religious groups like Westboro Baptist Church, said, you know, and have them say, you know, God hates gay people. And because of that, now all the secular people think that all the religions of the world are hateful towards gay people or transgenders. But today, we're not interested in what you've heard people say. We're interested in what the Bible says. Because we, we want to know, what, what does the Bible actually say? We're asking yep. this question about God. The only way we're going to know anything about God anyways is through what the Bible says. Just he gave us his word, and his word is trustworthy and reliable. Now, if you don't believe that, go back and listen to our first episode. And once you listen to that, then you'll understand this one more. And none of what we say is gonna mean anything if you, do, if you don't believe that uh, the Bible is authoritative. Exactly. So what are you doing on a Bible podcast if you don't even believe in the Bible? <laughs> I know, I, a lot of churches even don't believe the Bible. They say they do, but they don't. They'll say, why, why would you limit God to a book? Because they'll, you know, they'll <laughs> say God can do things that the Bible says he won't do. Anyways. Back to this. <laughs> going off on a string. Our question is, we want to start off by talking about is, does God love them? Does, do, does God love people who identify as transgender or lesbian or gay? Or basically the, the, this idea of I can be whoever I want to be yep. and you have to accept it. So we, fa- we found this pretty obscure scripture <laughs> in the Bible. I don't think I don't, anybody really knows it. It's not very common, so you might be shocked. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. But you didn't see yeah, that one coming. <laughs> did not see that coming at all. So it says, 
so God so loved the world, except gays and transgenders, right? Or no? <laughs> Can't believe I'm talking about this in front of my one-year-old son, who doesn't need to know anything about this yeah. kind of stuff yet. Anyways, so hopefully he'll forget. <laughs> I love that talk later, dude. That, that was him crying in the bathroom, by the way. All right, so <laughs> are they a part of the world? Yes, sir. They're not a part of Mars. Well, no, yeah. they're not part of Mars, <laughs> which, just side note, when he says the world, he's not talking about Mars and the planets and the plants yeah. and the animals. That's not the context here. He's talking about people. You know, God loves the people, and he sent his son to die for all of them. So when Jesus hung on the cross with the crown of thorns on his head and being humiliated and uh, suffering pain, he did that for gays and transgenders. He, he did that for every single person on the planet. So yes, the answer to our question is yes, God does love them. And probably to, to most Christians, that's kind of like, well, duh, <laughs> but John 3.16, but... But the, one of the reasons why I think this is important is because people who are trying to point out that God does not love a certain group of people, they're trying to make God out to be someone who is immoral. And so if they can get people to believe that he is not moral and that they have a superior morality to God, then they can make Christians who follow God look very, very bad. Yep, and that's the agenda, is to turn the world against Christianity. I mean, it, it's all there in, in Revelation, where it talks about the army of the camp, or camp of saints being surrounded. That's what's going on. Satan's warfare against Christians. Anyways, we covered that. According to the Bible, God does love everybody, and that includes those who identify as gay or transgender. So, the next question then and this is a question we get a lot from people who identify this way is if this is a sin, if it's a sin to be gay, then why did God make me this way? So our question is then, did God make you that way? I mean, you got to ask that question first. Be honest with yourself. Did, did God actually make you that way? So some basic points we got to cover first. And we talked about this in our Calvinist, when we talked about Calvinism is that Matthew 25, 41 says the eternal fire... So we're talking about, is it a sin to be gay? Well, if if you're in sin and Jesus comes back, then you go to hell. You know, that's the punishment and it's your choice. So that's hell um, 101 for you. But <laughs> hell 101. Matthew 25, 41 says the eternal fire was prepared for the devil and his angels. So it wasn't prepared for man it was prepared for the, the the devil and his angels and second peter 3 9 says that god's not uh, willing that any should perish but come to eternal life <clears throat> now that scripture we read in matthew 25 also says that those who did not do what they were supposed to do are going to be thrown into that eternal fire so if people are going there but it was prepared for the devil and his angels you know, and god doesn't want anybody to go there then the only logical con conclusion we can come up with is that it is your choice to go there. That God doesn't stand in the way of someone's choice because he's a loving God. Mm -hmm. So God laid this choice out for you and he leaves that decision completely up to you. You're not stuck on a path towards 
destruction, you can always veer off into the narrow path. All right, so so now we're gonna talk about is it a sin? You know, it, does the Bible actually state living this lifestyle that we're talking about? Is it sinful? So be, before we discuss the positive stuff, we gotta talk about the negative stuff because we don't get good news without bad news first. Hmm. So Philip. Like that. <laughs> what? I said I like that. I like getting the bad stuff first and then hearing the good stuff. Yeah, last. because the good news is better than the bad yeah. news. I mean, I mean, it, <laughs> it obviously, but it, it outdoes the bad news. Nope. It, and if if you obey it, then it cancels the bad news. So that that's even that's better. Right. So read First Corinthians six nine through ten. All right. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Okay, so pretty plain statement from the Holy Spirit through Paul that homosexuals are not going to enter the kingdom of heaven. But neither will thieves or those who have sex outside of marriage, or those who cheat on their spouses, or people who get drunk, you know, th- those people are just as bad, or or just as um, going to hell as, as the homosexuals are. Yep. So, Same path. <laughs> so, those of you who just like to point out a one sin as being worse than all the others, nope, if you're engaging in any of those other activities that was mentioned here, then, sorry. Which... Unless you um, change, then I do think that some Christians do struggle with, as you will see them put, especially things that have to do with sex, like homosexuality and all of the things behind it, much higher than <laughs> like thieves. <laughs> you know why? It's because a lot of those professing Christians who do that don't think that homosexuals can change, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But they're just as doubtful, and that's pretty much zero faith. So, keep going. We conclude now that since homosexuals are going to hell, and that God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, we can logically conclude that God did not make them that way, okay? Something happened along their way in their life, and choices were made. So we gotta remember something about Paul, who's writing this, is that According to the book of Acts, Jesus came to him, and he got his revelation from Jesus himself. So, uh, Paul talks about that, and the Apostle Peter, in his letter, references Paul as being authoritative. You know, his his uh, scriptures are from the Holy Spirit. Peter was, you know, he was one of Je- Jesus' best friends. So, the writings of Paul count, okay? they. I've heard people say, well, Jesus didn't say it, Paul said it, so... Who cares what Paul says? No, it it doesn't work that way. All all, all the <laughs> scriptures are true, and they're provable. So, let's talk about how this happens. So, we got a pretty lengthy scripture here, but it's important because this is the process that the Holy Spirit gives us of how how someone goes down this path. All right, Romans chapter one, verse. Eight, starting in verse 18 through the, the rest of the chapter. Yeah, through the end. <laughs> All right. 
For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse." For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for an image in the form of corruptible man, and of birds and four-footed animals and crawling creatures. Therefore God gave them over in the lusts of their hearts to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie, and worshipped this, and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them over to disregarding passions, for their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. Does your unnatural. translation actually say disregarding? Uh, which, oh, to give them a... Degrading? Yeah. Degrading, you're right. <laughs> okay. I was say, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, go yeah, on. Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, picking up in verse 27. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire toward another men. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of the error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with an all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, and although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do the same, but also give hearty approval for those who practice them. So this is such an accurate description of, of life in 2022 here. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that. As especially I was the last part where they give hearty approval to those who practice it. But I notice there's a lot of sinful things listed here besides homosexuality. You know, malice, gossip. What's so bad about spreading a little gossip every once in a while? Well, it's on this list. You know, yeah. unloving, unmerciful, all that yeah. stuff. So it's all in the same boat. You know, it's it, it's all bad. I, okay, there's something I want to point out before yeah. you continue, Dan, yeah. uh, that I was going to mention in the Corinthians one. Some people, the people who argue that the Bible does not condemn homosexuals and Jesus is all love, 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 no matter what, what you do, Jesus loves you, and uh, which is true, by the way, but he's not going to condemn you to hell for basically anything you do because he just loves you too much <laughs> and uh which is is not biblical but then another argument that they'll bring along is that the word homosexual that they use doesn't mean what what you think it means <laughs> mm-hmm. but you cannot say that 
when you read the verses in the Old Testament and then even in Romans, Romans 1, he says men desiring men. Like, yeah, it, you can't get it away from it. He spells it out, right? He here. spells it out for you. So I just wanted to get that in there so that in case there were questions, this is a perfect uh, passage to debunk it. You know, it, it starts with not honoring him or giving thanks. You know, it's that simple. We honor God and give thanks to him by becoming true Christians, by becoming true disciples of Christ. When we don't do that, that's how we go down this path of exchanging the glory of the uncorruptible God for an image in the form of, of corruptible man and birds and all mm -hmm. that stuff where, where we worship the creatures yeah. instead of the creator. This is, uh, yeah, I was thinking that uh, not even just on the subject, it applies to so many. Yeah, we might bring so this many. up again in the future, but like when it comes to evolution, when it comes to people trying to save the earth or humans are going to go extinct and things mm -hmm. like that, like, you know, these are corrupted messages from man. Yeah, so when you decide to go down that path, God allows it. It's not that he made you that way yeah. to start with. He allows you, whatever you choose, he allows you to do it. He says, it says God gave them over to degrading mm -hmm. passions. Then it talks about the women exchange the natural function Give for you what is unnatural, men abandoned. Depraved you know mind. Yeah, God gives you over to your depraved mind. So it's your choice, but God allows you to go on Which, with that. By the way, I'm so glad that he does do. <laughs> uh, Me too. <laughs> yeah, so I can make my own choices with things. Oh, what what fun would that be if we're just a bunch of robots anyway? Yeah. So, <laughs> so it sounds pretty hopeless, right? That, so that, people who are homosexuals, are, well, they're, they're stuck? They're stuck, yep. No. <laughs> Not true, okay? So Is it good news time? When we continue to read, so we got to remember that chapter verses or chapters and verses are not in the original text. So when we start in Romans chapter 2, same context. Read verse 1 through 4. Yes, sir. Therefore, you have no excuse. Every one of you who passes judgment for in that which you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge and practice the same things, and we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, O oh man, when you pass judgment on those who practice such things, and do the same yourself, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? Everybody went down that path of being given over to de a depraved mind. Somewhat. It, it doesn't say in Romans that you're stuck there if that happened to you. you know, God gave you over to your depraved mind because he chose it. But God still, it says here that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. You know, it's his kindness and his patience that leads a person to come back to him, to change their ways. So that's what's uh, going on here. And we want to ask the, the, the question then, are homosexuals the only sinners with that are without hope? Because everybody else likes to talk about how God saved me from my sin, which is true if you obeyed the gospel correctly, but talk about how, man, I used to... My, my life before Christ, you know, always getting drunk, you know, 
sleeping around, all that stuff, cussing, you know. But I got over that through the help of God and the Holy Spirit. Well, and what about homosexuals and transgenders? Can can they change? Can you go from being that way to being the way that God uh, wants you to be? Is it possible? Well, back to 1 Corinthians 6. Okay. Read 9 and 10 again, but now read verse 11. All right. This should seem pretty familiar to you at first. <laughs> or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor the covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the spirit of our God. So right Whoa. there, homosexual was in the list. Yeah, <laughs> and Paul says, such were some of you, but you nope. were washed, but you were sanctified and justified. So, and all that by the Spirit of God. So, Paul, right here, we have we have it um, we have it recorded in Scripture that people who were homosexuals had changed. Exactly. That they had, they were that way, but they're not that way anymore. So it's possible. And you know, when Jesus said, "With God, all things are possible," he was he was not kidding. He he really did mean all things. You know, it does take superhuman intervention it, it takes the help of of the holy of the holy spirit to accomplish transformation this radical but it can be done so You're you know right we want to also mention we're not just talking about homosexuality but there's the gender confusion so we all know what genesis says god made them male and female and yep. god doesn't make mistakes i also want to point out that not only does genesis say this Jesus quotes Genesis saying this. Yep, he does. In Mark chapter 10, verse 6, this is Jesus speaking. It, well, he's, he's quoting Genesis. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. Those are the yep. only two options he gave. <laughs> yep. Okay, and then also, I know there's other things going on, like uh, the library readings, drag queen reading hour or whatever they call it <laughs> but deuteronomy 22 5 yes i know this is a, a old testament passage but hear me out let's listen to the scripture first a woman shall not wear a man's clothing nor shall a man put on a woman's clothing for whoever does these things is an abomination to the lord your god now do you think God would change his mind so quickly all of a sudden? Like, so, I don't know, an abomination. So when God says something is an abomination, it, it means uh, that's an eternal truth. So we, we need to have an episode about the Old Testament and it kind of explain why the Old Testament was not canceled like a lot of people <laughs> think it was. So the Old Testament law wasn't canceled. I mean, it was, in a way, the the physical part of it was, but... Everything about the law had a spiritual upgrade. So just one example, circumcision, you know, we, to become Christians, are not physically circumcised. We're spiritually circumcised in baptism, you know, things like that, okay? Or the, the Sabbath is being eternal rest, not just one day a week. So when it talks about this being an abomination, you know, that's not something that changes when we get over to the new covenant what the bible calls sin in the old testament 
is still sin in the New Testament. The Old Testament talks about accidental sins. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the things that God calls an abomination. Abomination. So, <laughs> yep. it's a it's a strong word. This has not changed. Um, yeah, and okay, this also applies to in Jesus saying there's only two gender or two sexes, two gender. I I try to stay away from gender now because the word is so polluted with opinions. So, but uh, biological opinion. sex is a fact. So. He only gives us two options, male and female. And then he says, don't put, a woman shouldn't wear a man's clothing and a man shouldn't wear a woman's clothing. Think of a transgender. Do you think a transgender guy trying to be a girl is just going to stick with man's clothing? Typically, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine so. Um, so this would still apply to that subject as well. Mm-hmm. And that's an abomination to God. So I don't see any way how you could mutilate your bodies and have try and change who god made you to be it, it just is hard for me to imagine how you could compute that with scripture i'll just say it this way if you are in the lgbt community and you're listening to this podcast and you still haven't turned it off to go listen to something that makes you feel better then that's a good sign for you because that means that you probably are seeking truth so, and this is what this podcast is for. It's not for excuse makers. It's for those who actually want success. People who will do anything to please God and get to heaven. Because, you know, your your eternity is at stake. So if you feel like it's hopeless, you're, it's not. You know, you can go to heaven. You know, we've got good news for you. But there are some things you got to do. So first, I'm going to say this again. You got to prove to yourself that the Bible is the word of God. Go back and listen to our first episode for more information about that. Then, what Jesus says to do to all of his disciples, to anyone who wants to be his disciple, is that you need to deny yourself. Reference for that, Matthew 16, 24. Uh, He's talking to his disciples. He said, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Okay, one thing that does happen a lot and these uh, discussions as it starts to feel like we're isolating uh, people from that community. And the same things that Landon just said, the first things you need to do, prove that the Bible is the word of God, prove to yourself that the Bible is the word of God, and deny yourself. Those are the exact same steps that anybody should take. Yep, this rule applies to all of us. Yes. You know, not just homosexuals, everybody. With, uh, with whatever sin problem that they have or are desiring, you have to deny that. So yes, uh, when you have those desires, you start, you're attracted to those of the same sex or your gender identity. What you need to do is uh, deny that. You need to d- uh, deny that in the same way that I need to deny lusting after other women or that candy bar in the vending machine. You lust after candy bars? Just kidding. I'm sorry. I shouldn't make that joke. You know what? Lust is not always but, a sexual term. It's wanting yeah. something that's not yours, basically. Anyway, so I need to deny that. And you need to deny what you need to deny. So you need to deny yourself. Now, Jesus said that those who lose their life for him are the ones who are truly going to live. So God has something better for us when we're... Uh, wanting to give in to sin, we just got to remember that, is that sin is always destructive. You know, when, when God 
tells us that something is a sin, we need to trust him on that because whatever we choose to do is going to be destructive. <clears throat> you know, God knows things that we don't. So just because we can't imagine why this is a sin, we got to know that it's going to be destructive. So trust God that God has something better for all of us. So then when you do that, you need to follow the biblical plan of salvation, which we have talked about in episode three and four and five. Believe that Jesus is the son of God, repent, confess your belief in him and be baptized in water for the forgiveness of your sins and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We just lost our Baptist group there. <laughs> um, so don't wait until your all your sins are perfectly overcome before you get baptized because you need the Holy Spirit to help you, to perfect you. You know, mm -hmm. So that's where grace comes in. When we are baptized, we receive grace and the Holy Spirit, which comes to help us then overcome these uh, sinful struggles. So you don't do that before. And you have to repent before too. Like, yeah, you have to repent. Yeah, you have that <laughs> mindset has to be there. You, you have to have the, have, have the desire. There has to be some behavior change. But to take the full-blown radical transformation is going to take the help of the Holy Spirit, which you'll have to receive in baptism. So don't wait till you're perfect to yeah. be baptized or to follow the plan of salvation. So then once you do that, you need to apply the principles of the new creation. So we talked about that. So I want to say, I lost count, six, seven, eight, I think. Something like that. So go back and, you know what, just go back and listen to every episode that, <laughs> if you that missed it. we've done. Because all of them are going to help you in, the, in this area. So tell yourself every day what Paul told the Corinthians. Say, hey, I've been washed. I've been sanctified. I've been justified in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, believe that. Because you're not going to act like it unless you believe it first, that this is what God did to you. Paul opens his letter to the Corinthians by calling them saints. You mean tell, tell me that people who were, who, who were once homosexuals are now saints? You know, yeah. Exactly. Saint means holy one or, or, or sanctified one. So when you believe in this new identity that God has given you long enough, eventually you will begin to act like it. You know, your sins will be replaced by godly habits. So... Any system of law is not going to work. It's going to take being transformed by the renewing of your mind. Beholding the glory of the Lord will work. So, again, go back and listen to our episodes on new, the new creation and perfection and all that stuff if you want to succeed. So, the only way this is going to work, if you want to be transformed, is you have to really, really want it. Because if you do not really want to overcome your homosexual lifestyle or your gender identity problems, then you're, you're going to fail. Yep. So read 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath. But we, an imperishable, therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Okay, so this is really the only way to be a Christian. You know, it really makes me mad when I hear Christians say talk about how we're all sinners and we're always, always going to fail. Does is that what Paul says here? 
No, he says run in a way that you may win. How are you going to win if you're like, how is someone who's running a marathon going to win the marathon if, if, if he thinks he's a failure? Yeah. I suck at racing. I'm going to, you know, I mean, that's just, <laughs> that is not what the scripture says. That once you become in Christ, you know, you are to run in the way that you may win. It's, it's not chasing the, the mm-hmm. rabbit, chasing the carrot that can't, you know, it's it actually run for the prize, you know, go grab it. It's, it's there. So this is a very hard work. It's a lot of blood, sweat, and prayers. See what it did there? Blood, sweat, and <laughs> prayers to overcome self and to put on Christ. But you have the help of the Holy Spirit to do the big stuff for you and the love and encouragement of the church to help as well. If you have a, if you're a part of a church that's being hyper judgmental, judgmental and critical, leave. Yeah, so those exactly. People are not yeah. going to help you now. <laughs> you want to surround yourself with those who are honest, those who are, who are honestly going to help you. But yeah. being judgmental and overcritical is is not going to help anybody. Yeah, get it's, to heaven. It's tough especially for the people struggling in this in these areas because this culture will tell you that who you're trying to be is something to be celebrated. And most of the time when people like they come out people will clap and cheer, throw balloons, all that stuff. And, <laughs> and sometimes they'll even have coming out parties and stuff like that. And it makes it hard because I mean it's it's hard to comprehend from uh, a Christian perspective, but it actually is really hard when you come to Christians and then they they might point to a scripture and say, "Going down this path could lead you to hell," and sometimes that can totally blindsight person uh, somebody, and their immediate reaction is just gonna be like, "This person is a bigot. This guy does not. This guy hates me. <laughs> this guy hates me. This guy's." What he believes in is evil. This is this is bad because they're hearing the opposite everywhere else around them, and that's in America. Obviously, like in uh, in some countries in the Middle East, they'll be like boiling people alive for being gay. But I'm yeah. talking about America here, and it's uh, which obviously I don't agree with <laughs> that yeah. in the Middle East. But it's the opposite problem here in America where. And in Europe, where they're just celebrating this stuff, and so it's really, really hard because we're not we we're we want you to be interested in winning. We're not interested in patting your back and telling you it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like no, we don't. We're not here to make you feel good. We're here to tell you the truth. But the truth is good because it is good. It offers something better. This is so. What what you really need is it's the motivation so read revelation chapter 3 verse 21 this is what he says to this is what jesus says to the lukewarm church to get their act together he who overcomes i will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne as i also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne that's some big time motivation you want to sit on god's throne with them I mean, definitely. What, I mean, what can be better than that? Is you know, this lets you know that God really wants you to make it. God is on your side. He is cheering for you, and He is there to give you all the help that you need. But the thing is, is that you, it's everything is still your choice. You know, God 
has put the choice in front of you on whether you're going to make it to heaven or not. If you choose to do that, then God is there to help you and he'll make sure that you overcome through his spirit which he's placed in you. If not, if you make excuses and play games, then God's not going to help with that at all. So we have motivation. We have eternal life with Jesus and just hearing him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You know, that's big time motivation Mm -hmm. for us to overcome. Yeah, and also another thing, uh, I said this earlier about how sometimes the the culture and sometimes even the church itself will make you feel isolated. But uh, as it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no, no temptation will be out there that's not common to man. And there's people who have faced this before you. And also sometimes they make it seem like it's so much different than... Uh, somebody who struggles with sexual sin just heterosexually because i mean they're facing they could be facing the same type of attraction and they still have to deny themselves and um it's just important to remember you're not the first one who's faced this and god will provide an escape there is a way and the reward is great isn't that good news Mm -hmm. that's good news so god can change the homosexual or transgender or any of the other alphabet soup stuff. <laughs> but God is only going to do that on his terms and with your cooperation. You know, same, same with any sin issue. So you have to want it. You need to be a real truth seeker, not an excuse maker. So we Christians, we have an awesome message of hope for those who are in the LGBT community. LGBTQ, sorry. Community. <laughs> but we, by no means, are going to celebrate sin on the streets with you. Okay. We're not, we're not the ones throwing you guys off the buildings like other religious groups are known for. You know, we're simply showing you the truth. We are the tornado sirens going off or we're the fire alarms. <laughs> you know, we're out to yeah. warn you about the judgment that's coming and how to escape it. You yeah. know, that there is an escape. And that yeah. is, that's what Jesus came to do when he came in the flesh. And we all appreciate that because... Jesus told us there is this way of escape. You know, a, a judgment is coming. Here's your escape route. It's very narrow, but if you want to escape, you got to go through it. So those of us who don't want to be judged yeah. by God, you know, me, we're, we're going to take that escape route. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Who, who do you think loves you more? Somebody who doesn't want to bother you and tell you that you're about to be destroyed because they just don't want to be a bother. Or somebody who tells you, turn now or you will be destroyed. You will be killed. Who loves you more? (laughs) Who cares about your life more? And Jesus, Jesus cares about you more. I mean, Jesus went to the cross for you. That's how much he loves you. And honestly, those who are his followers would do the same. But we're the ones who are doing everything we can to snatch people out of the fire, uh, like what Jude says. So we're not going to celebrate the sin with you. And we're, we're doing that because we love you. You know, we're, we're here to show you the, the truth, and we're not going to force you into it. I mean, you can take it or leave it. But we're doing this because we love you. You know, that, that's the point of this podcast is, is because we love you. It may not seem like it, but if we don't share this with you, then nobody else might. 
Yeah, what's that this gonna might, happen? <laughs> this might be your only, the only chance you hear, but how to escape the judgment that's coming and how you can change. So we as Christians do not need to treat homosexuals any differently than other sinners. You know, God saved us Christians from our sins, and he can save them too. But we, we would rather die than cave in and say that God approves of their lifestyle. Because we know what's at stake. We know that God has something better for us. People in uh, Romans 1, people who approve of, of sin are in the same bucket as people doing the sin mm-hmm. as well. So we are not going to shut up. We're not going to bow down to the LGBT community or agenda. And we're not going to let you indoctrinate our children with this either. You know, we are going to stand firm with the truth. And whether you like it or not, we win at the end. It may not seem like it. Some of you guys might be doing everything you you can to shut us up, but it's not going to work. And if I were you, I would join the winning side because... (laughs) Join now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. So, (laughs) speaking of we're not going to let you indoctrinate our children on this, that's kind of what our next episode is going to be about. More in more detail, should we let the government teach our kids for 12 years or 13 years out of their life, out of their childhood? Or should we as parents do it? And should yeah. we let the government teach our six-year-olds about sex? Yeah, should we, <laughs> basically, should we send our kids to public schools? Which I've gotten very much in trouble talking about that on facebook (laughs) anyways we're gonna talk about that next week right so okay until then see you guys bye bye